What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think about the NBA, right? The NBA, they kind of went positionless. So there's a bunch of forwards on the floor at one time. There, there could be four guards and one forward. There could be two centers. Like the NBA really became positionless. And I really feel like the NFL is going to kind of be like that. You're already seeing like safety linebacker hybrids. You know what I mean? And you're seeing tight ends line up in the slot. You know, basically there's tight ends that are, could be wide receivers that are not very good at blocking, but they're listed as tight ends. So it could be. Like a few, I'm sure a few of your guys that you looked at were kind of fit that mold. You know what, man? It's it's so weird. This this tight end draft is like super deep. It has like almost a lot of everything. Like there, there's yeah. speed guys, there's big guys, there's 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 traditional size tight ends that are just good at blocking and you know short yardage. But I feel like it's a good class, and uh, we're gonna start the show talking about that. I'm gonna say welcome back to another Wisco Fanatics Friday night. Uh, as you could tell, it's only uh, me and my boy Simon. Uh, we don't need Tyler anymore. Tyler sold his stock, and I I sold that stock to Simon. I'm just kidding. Tyler's <laughs> ill. I hope you get better, buddy. Uh, Bryant is also missing. So today is part four of our draft series. We are doing safeties and tight ends today. Um, we are going to start with safeties. Um, so when we start with safeties, we're going to start with number one. And uh, so today when we're doing this, I'm reading Tyler's and Simon is going to be reading Bryant's. So uh, Simon, why don't you tell me who your number one is? I have Brian Branch. Brian Branch. Okay. Well, as you can see, we put this beautiful tool up here. Um, Tyler has Antonio Johnson. Bryant has Antonio Johnson. My number one safety is I flip over my sheet here. My number one safety is Brian Branch. So me and you are on the same wavelength. The other two who are gone are on the same wavelength. But Antonio Johnson is Tyler's first guy. So I'm going to uh, read this. He says, Antonio Johnson, 6'2", 198. He has great instincts, lays the wood. Similar size to Brisker from last year. (laughs) Don't don't do it. 
Why you gotta why you gotta write some shit like that in the first two minutes of the show? <laughs> That's just what he wrote, man. And like it's a football term. <laughs> I know you've seen those those videos where it talks about football's perverted and stuff. One hundred percent. All right, go on. I'm sorry. So back from Simon's uh immaturity here. We're all immature. <laughs> Um, he's similar size to Brisker from last year, the Bears safety, who actually had a very good rookie season. He's one inch taller. Uh, wide receivers and running backs can't block him. He was first team all SEC, so that's like the the best conference in college football. So it's pretty good to be first team in that. Uh, 71 tackles, five tackles for loss, three forced fumbles in nine games. It's pretty damn good. Damn. And Tyler goes on to say, I think he could become a hybrid star player, like a linebacker safety type, which is what we were just talking about. And, you know, if he has the size and the speed and the instincts, I do not disagree with him. So let's go on to number two. Who do you have as your number two? Uh, I have Antonio Johnson. I'd just like to point out, too, that Brian, uh, he had Brian Branch as uh, he put him in the cornerback class. Mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, I think like we were talking about at the very beginning, there are some guys where you could almost flip them to the cornerback spot or you could like interchange them, kind of move them around the secondary a little bit. Well, we the, it happens with offensive linemen as well. Some guys are looked at as guards or centers or tackles. And like I did it with one of my safeties, my first guy actually, he's listed as a corner, but I think that he could actually be a better free safety in the NFL. So um, who is who is your second guy? Uh, Antonio Johnson. Antonio Johnson. Okay. So, uh, Bryant's second guy is Jordan Battle. Tyler's second guy is also Jordan Battle. They have similar lists so far. Uh, my second guy is Antonio Johnson. So, me and you are just, we're just, we're doing it. We're working. Um, who, who is your number? What are the odds we go one through 10? <laughs> uh, not very good. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Um, who is your number, number three? Sydney Brown. Nope, we're different. Oh, okay. Um, okay. You have the same as Tyler, though. Tyler has Sidney Brown. Um, he and Bryant has JL Skinner, which is actually one of my guys. And he's higher on one of my guys than I am. So I thought that was impressive. He does have impressive tape, though. I will say that. Yeah. Um, okay. So my number three is Julius Brents. I always forget the S for some reason. So I wrote it really, really big on my paper when I when I took my notes on this guy. But this is the guy that lines up at corner for K-State. But I think that he could oh, be a okay. really good free safety. He's a massive corner, by the way. 6'3", 200 pounds. Dang. It's not like he's 6'3", 180. You know, like he's not a string bean. He's pretty good size. Um, he ran a 4'5", 40, 726 snaps, 38 tackles. And this guy has got the damn dog in him, man. He will come and smack you in the mouth. And when I was watching his tape, and you're going to call me crazy, I was like, this guy is a bigger Jair Alexander. Because when you watch Jair's college tape, right, he has good ball skills, he tracks the ball well in in the air, and he is not afraid to mix it up around the line of scrimmage. And that is exactly what I saw when I saw Julius Brents. Uh, Great ball skills, very good in zone. That's why I think he could be a very good free safety. He has the ball skills to take the ball from the air if the quarterback overthrows, underthrows. Um, he has a very quick first step, and he wraps up and finishes people. So that is my number three. Let's go to number four. Who is your number four? 
I have Jamie Robinson. Jamie Robinson. So now you you switch from my list, and now you're going off Tyler's list. It looks like. <laughs> Is it Jamie or Jamie? I'm calling Jamie. I'm calling Jamie. I just sound so much. Better. I'm not going Jamie. He's a grown man, too. So we'll go. We'll go Jamie. I'm calling Jamie. I don't care what you say, Tyler. Call him Jamie. <laughs> did, did he correct us? Yeah, he did. It's Jamie. Okay. It's Jamie. So All right. Jamie so Robinson. yeah, Jamie Robinson, five eleven, one ninety one. So he's a little smaller, but he's a high motor guy, a very sure tackler. Uh, with a ton of experience, so he has four uh, four years, over twenty three hundred snaps between his uh, his time. Ah, fuck, I forget where he played before FSU. I think it was South Carolina. And then he moved to S- FSU. Athletic enough to run with receivers, sideline to sideline, covers crossing routes very well. He was really good in uh, slot man to man, allowing a QB rating in the seventies when targeted this last year. He's slightly undersized, like I said, so it makes it difficult to cover some of the bigger tight ends, and he has a very small wingspan. He has arms less than 30 inches long, so that makes it – he's going to – yeah, he's going to have to put on some muscle and try to – yeah, that too. Oh, Tyler said that he could struggle with uh, 4-3 and faster wide receivers, Um, and he's sort of prone to double moves and can be late reacting to the receiver cuts. But I saw him as like a second or third round selection. I think Green Bay had a visit with him, a top thirty visit uh, a week or two ago as well. Okay, oh, interesting. All right, well, uh, Bryant is Jair Brown. Um, my number four is Jordan Battle, um, the other safety from Alabama. Um, so number five, I will. I'll just read off their list first, and then we'll do ours because we we talk after ours. So. Uh, you have Bryant's notes, right? Is does it, he have any of these guys so far? Uh, he had Sydney Brown, but he he has him next, so he'd be the okay. number five guy for him. Okay, so, so I was waiting you, for him to come up on his list. Yeah, why don't you start with Sydney Brown since we're on number five? Okay. We'll start with Bryant, and you can read that off real quick. Okay, so Sydney Brown, two eleven, uh, or five ten, two eleven. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, He's a physical safety, superior athlete, plays with good anticipation, straight line speed, and vision when it comes to finding the ball carrier on the line of scrimmage. He understands zone compact, uh, com- concepts and competes hard in man coverage, making it difficult, uh, making catches difficult. Ten career interceptions, including six in 2022, showing he's around the ball often and has the skills to secure the interceptions. He had a really good 2022 holding QBs to a 47.8 rating when targeting him. But prior to this past year, it was closer to 100. So I have to show he can continue that success. His feet can get sloppy at times, and although he is a big hitter, he fails to wrap up leading to far too many missed tackles. I think he'd be very good value in third round or later. All right. Third round, I don't know if we draft him, he'll probably be doo doo, right? <laughs> I, just, your... I already anticipate that whoever we draft in the third round is just gonna be a bust. We're gonna watch the third <laughs> round and be like, we're, we're gonna have to like have a funeral for the guy that's drafted in the third round. Like, we're sorry, your career is over. <laughs> I wonder if there's anyone that ever like looks at stuff like that and they just pray that it doesn't happen. Like, whoever gets drafted is like, fuck. Kind of like being drafted to the Bears in the first yeah. round as a quarterback. You just know it's over with, right? Like, damn it. <laughs> Trade me now, please. Right. All right. Um, 
Tyler has Brian Branch as number five. Who's your number five? Uh, sorry, I scrolled down. Nope, that's fine. Uh, number five, Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle. Okay, I have. That's where I have uh, J- Jamie Robinson. Um, we go to number also, six. No, I also have Jordan Battle. Oh, you have Jordan Battle too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go for it, Brian. So another safety with ton of experience, four years in Saban's system, well built and very physical. He's really caught, caught out of position, has good change of direction ability. He's pretty good in coverage, only allowed 123 yards last year when targeted. He could be a better tackler. It feels like he always he doesn't right, wrap his guy up, and he tries to, as you guys would say, lay the wood. <laughs> <laughs> he could take better angles in pursuit. Sometimes I feel like he gets lost in that sense, uh, and he's not like the most athletic guy. But he makes up with a high high IQ and high motor. Um, I see him as a third round pick. Okay, okay. So we have our first comment tonight. Greg Ginter. He says I incorporated round two pick forty two and round four pick one twelve due to the trade with the Jets. Traded down from pick. 15 to increase draft capital traded pick 15 to the Jags for pick 24 56 127 he did a lot of trading in this uh here's my list pick 24 cornerback wingo well we didn't look in the corner so I'll have to check him out uh round two tight end from Washington and pick 45 best linebacker hi Steve Steve says does the lack of speed in this group concern you in the safety group um I feel like safety is almost like linebacker, like inside linebacker to a point where like instincts are are king in my opinion. Whereas if you if you understand the offense and you understand like where to be on the field, I think that that is the king over the over the speed aspect. Having speed is kind of like, you know, the cherry on top. I don't know how you feel about that, Simon. I mean, I'm I'm just concerned as as a whole. Uh, this is going to be sort of like pick your like every one of these guys has, uh, in my opinion, pretty big flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they're too small or um, they don't run quite as fast or whatever have you. So it's going to be like, you know, pick the one that you think has really good upside and hope it works out. The safety group in this class is not. Not not great. Yeah. So it's not like the tight ends, which is why yeah. we're doing tight ends last. <laughs> and Steve made a great point. He said Micah Hyde wasn't a burner, and that kind of you know proves my point there. I say instincts are king over speed at the safety position, where like you understanding the offense and you just doing your responsibilities, and you'll be a very good safety. Like when you get caught out of position as a safety, they could tell, right? <laughs> it's it's pretty glaring. Um so uh, number six here, uh, Brian or Simon just went over his. Bryant had Jartavius Martin. Uh, Tyler had JL Skinner, uh, one of my guys again. I didn't do uh, six. You didn't do six? No. I, you asked me about five. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep track over here. Yeah, it's it's different with uh, Tyler and Bryant not it's here. It's different. It's different. So, right, so my number six was Christopher Smith. Christopher Smith. Okay. Well, my number six was Sidney Brown. I don't know if any of you had him on your list, but uh, he was my number six. So then who is your number seven? J.L. Skinner. J.L. Skinner. We're back on track, buddy. Um, Tyler has Jair Brown. 
Bryant has Jamie Robinson. I have JL Skinner. He is my second safety. So, um, to me, when I was watching him, this guy literally just puts his body on the line. Every every single tackle he puts on, he's just flying and just throwing his body into other humans so they go on the ground. <laughs> um, he's six four two ten, so it's not like he's small either. He's throwing two hundred ten pounds at you in six four, so good length with his arms. Um, he he can match up really really well with Patrick's pass catching tight ends so at 6'4 he has the size to kind of stick with those guys even if they're 6'6 six, six or 6'5 six, you know so he's a big guy um he didn't go to the nfl combine this year because he tore his pecs so that's kind of the reason that i dropped him on my list a little bit because he is going to be coming in kind of banged up if he if he was completely healthy i'd probably have him a little higher um but he did have four ints last year so he has he shows the ability to be a good ball hawk as well as just like i said Simon's favorite saying, laying down the wood. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we got that going for it. JL Skinner, I think he could be, because uh, he's injured, he could be a sneaky guy, in my opinion. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, number eight, uh, I have Ronnie Hickman. Who do you have, Simon? Brandon Joseph. Brandon Joseph, okay. Um, that's nobody's, okay. Um, Tyler has Daniel Scott. And Bryant has Christopher Smith, so it's you're up. Yep. Uh, Christopher Smith, 5'11", 192. Uh, decent athlete, plays tough with good technique, possesses the ability to play in man coverage and the range to play over the top. He's more effective coming downhill and stopping plays despite his lack of, of size, and he's willing to play run sport where he doesn't miss too many tackles. Yep. He'll meet the receiver at the point of the catch with good timing and pop. He gives up less than a 55 QB rating when targeted over the past two seasons, recorded six interceptions in his college career. He makes up for what he lacks physically by playing with sound technique, experience, and high football IQ. He doesn't project to have a high ceiling, but could end up being a high floor type of player who's a solid contributor in the NFL. All right, well, I made a boo-boo. Tyler's second safety was Daniel Scott, so I will be reading that off right now. So he puts 4-4-5-40, uh, good combo of size and speed. Um, he has the highest RAS score of this entire safety class at 9.87. He's a very sure tackler, good instincts versus the run and the pass, and he has 107 tackles and six interceptions over the last two years. So it's pretty solid production from – guy who has pretty good size actually 61208 it's not not tiny that's pretty good size for a, a safety so let's uh let's go with number nine who is your number nine ronnie hickman ronnie hickman okay um i have jair brown for mine tyler has christopher smith bryant has anthony johnson uh let's finish these lists out who is your number 10 jair brown Jair Brown. Oh, wow. You have him all the way down there. Um, number 10, I have Brandon Joseph. Tyler has Jartavius Martin. And Bryant has Ronnie Hickman. So if you could pick one, let's just let's just play hypothetical here. If you could pick one safety any round, what's the guy that gives you the best value in your mind? I like Jordan Battle a little bit. I like his size. Um I mean, his athleticism kind of worries me a little bit, but getting that, like, third, fourth-round guy I, and with his size, I, I think he could be a good addition. Okay. Well, Steve, Greg, if you guys want to add in, you guys can tell me 
Who, who is your guy? So Tyler comments. He says Daniel Scott, day three pick, low risk, high reward. Okay. I mean, I'm on board with that. That's kind of how I feel about JL Skinner. I think he'll be a day three guy because he, he like I said, he is coming in banged up and he he is 6'4. So 6'4, 210, and he absolutely just brings an attitude and an edge to him that I feel like he would fit in with a guy like a Jair and a Rasul Douglas. So, um, yes, he does play with swagger. So now we are going to switch to tight ends. We are going to switch that on the screen for you in a second here. So we're doing that right now. Here we are. Okay, so we're already up here. Tyler's got a got a list. He looks like a cheater right now with a bunch of A's and B's all over the place. <laughs> Simon, do you have your list ready to go, buddy? Yeah, I was uh, reading something. That's right. Um, okay, so you tell me your tell me your first guy, and then I know that Bryant has Michael Mayer. So go ahead and read that right away. It's also Michael Mayer. I'd like to caveat this a little bit. I, while I like some of the other guys' upsides, I think Michael Mayer is just like the more complete guy. So even, um, what does he mean by that? So even though like Dalton Kincaid, you know, has high receiving ability, Michael Mayer is just like the complete package. Okay. Okay. I don't feel that way about him, but that's fine. Okay. I mean, uh, is, that, is that your number one fine. guy too? Yeah. Okay. So Tyler and I actually have the same number one. Tyler has a 1A. He has Darnell Washington as his number one, and that's actually his guy. I also have Darnell Washington as number one. I think he I think he is the highest upside guy in this draft. He is, he is what they would call the unicorn of this draft, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. So he's massive, right? And Tyler, you know, make sure to say that right away. Six seven two sixty four. That's just that's disgusting. <laughs> Best blocker in the draft. Not even up for debate. Um, he has a wide catch radius. That's obvious when you're six seven, right? Um, his strength makes him hard to tackle. Does he runs tough? Uh, second team All SEC. Uh, for me, he separated himself from the pack at the combine. I see him as a high floor, high ceiling player. Oof. I agree with you. In a play versus Oregon, he broke a tackle on the flat, turned up field, and hurtled the next defender. Yeah, and then he talked a bunch of shit for the Oregon sideline too. So, yeah, that play was awesome and definitely eye-opening. I would not at all be upset if Darnell Washington was pick number 15. I will not lie to you. So, I asked Steve a question, and he said, Sidney Brown, Jair Brown, uh, Jordan Battle, and Kamari Connor are my values. Okay. Okay. I'm on board with that. I am yeah. on board with that. I'm going to ask you the same question for tight end, so get prepared for that. Um, here we go. Here we go. So then now we're going to do number two. Who is oh, your hold, 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 hold on one second. What's up? You you wouldn't be upset if they took me at 15? Nope. That's wild. I think that's way too rich. Nope. I, I think they could trade down and get him, though. So here's where my mindset changed. I was uh I was going I was going through the Packers like roster and I was looking at all the holes and all the depth holes and I'm like, damn bro, we suck at tight end. Yeah. We're really thin at safety. So this is like a really important episode for us to like value these guys, right? That's why I wanted to ask you that value question. Like, what guys do you value in what round? You know, if we could find value in the fourth round or the third round, like, okay, I'm on board. But we need to fill a safety position, right? We have to. 
Either that or we have to go to the free agency. So that's why I'm saying, like, I, you can trade down because there this roster does have a lot of holes in it, mm-hmm. especially at the positions that you just talked about. If we can gather more picks, and let's say we do trade down to, like, I don't know, like someone said Jacksonville or something, and we recoup mm-hmm. a day two pick, that's another pick that we can use to fill these holes, especially in safety where you know – I don't think there's going to be a safety taken in the first round. I really don't. I don't think. I don't think so either. So we can recoup a day two pick and pick one of these, you know, higher safeties. So I, that's why I wouldn't be happy if we took Darnell Washington at 15. I like his talent. I think he's really good. But if we take a tight end at 15, I'd be, I'd be kind of upset. <laughs> I, I don't think the value's there. I, and we're, I feel like the Green Bay is stuck in this weird tight end no man's land yeah. where 15's a little bit too rich for any of these guys. And right. 45, there could be like three or four of these guys gone by the time they get there. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I get it. I don't want Michael Mayer at 15. That was that was my whole argument. Is I, don't want, I don't want Mayer at 15 because I'm like, He's, he's the most pro ready guy. Like if you want to, uh, if you want to put him in, then you're you're good. I mean, the production's there, the talents there. His floor is pretty high, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter what tight end you pick because there's going to be tight ends always take like a year, two, three, three years for them to like really start like getting NFL, you know, production. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll come off of this tight end thing, but I really, I'm just not a. I can't even think of his name. Wait, who? Okay, so let's let's go back to. Uh, well, well, hold on one second, because Brian Scott, Michael Mayer, and he has his number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll swing back to you. Um, yeah, so ahead. Mayer isn't particularly great at one thing, which is true. Uh, you know, he's not super athletic. He's not super big. Um, but he's pretty much good at everything. Like he's a halfway decent blocker. He has good hands, um, yep. high floor, and well-rounded tight end. Uh, very productive in college, totaling 180 receptions, 2,099 yards, and 18 touchdowns. And he did this with a pretty mediocre college QBs. Um, he's a very good athlete with more quickness than speed, and with and will win with technique, balance, and strong hands. Uh, he will start out as a plus blocker in the tight end, as an inline tight end, and will be very a very good third down target. The biggest knock on him is that he needs to sharpen his route running. He was nicknamed Baby Gronk as a freshman, has been compared to Mark Andrews and Jason Witten. So there's pretty lofty expectations for him. Uh, so who do you have as number two? Before we move on, I'm just going to tell you, the reason why I said that about tight ends because I feel like I feel like tight end and safety are those positions that like you don't value as much unless you don't have it. And the 2022 Packers definitely didn't fucking have either of those on a consistent basis. So okay, but I feel like there's enough tight ends, especially with how how deep this is of this tight end classes where we don't have to spend like the drop off between tight end one and tight end ten isn't as high as like uh you know edge rusher that'll yeah. fit green Bay system number one to number 10 i'm on board with that i'm on board with that i like the dialogue man i just wanted to pick your brain a little bit so i'm, I'm cool with that 
Um, so my number two is actually Dalton Kincaid. So that's my okay. Do you, are you like Tyler where you have him like one A, one B? No, I actually have him one and two. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to so ask you if you did have him one A, one B, would you be willing to spend 15 on Kincaid? No. Okay. Kincaid, Kincaid's not the blocker that, uh, that okay. Washington is. Washington adds that extra little value with, with the blocking. Yeah. Which is obviously important in our offense. And we talk all the time about, you know, running the ball more and being more aggressive that way. And obviously having a young guy like Jordan Love, Washington is a big target and he's a blocker. He's a willing blocker and he's a team first guy. Plus, he would look disgusting in number zero in green oh, and gold. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, well, now that we're thinking about like blocking, I forget what game it was where they kicked him out and like to run block and he absolutely just mauled this dude. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. He's a monster. He's a, he's fun to watch, man. For sure. Um, so I'll read through everybody's number two real quick, then I'll come back to myself and read. Um, so Tyler has Kincaid as his one B. Um, Bryant has Kincaid number two. Who who's your number two? I have Kincaid as well. Kincaid is number two. So all right. Oh, I was gonna go on my phone and it's right in front of me. <laughs> so he's six four. Basically 250, he's 246. Uh, the last guy we drafted that was 246 was Jermichael Finley, by the way. So we talk about tight ends, 246, just saying. Um, without the neck injury, though. <laughs> without the neck injury, though. So he's going to be the next great tight end that transitions from basketball to football. So you could tell when you watch his tape, he has the footwork of a basketball player. And that's why I think basketball players can transition to tight end because there's a little bit, a little bit more footwork in that that low, that short and medium range game that you have to have, and he definitely has it. He's a very, very smooth athlete. You can tell that he played multiple sports growing up, and he sets up DBs really, really good with his footwork. And that's the one thing that I, I think I love about him. Um, he tracks the ball extremely well, and when he's in the open field, to be honest with you, he looks like a wide receiver when he's running. Um, he's very, very smooth. So. Uh, great soft hands. I think he would be a match made in heaven with a Jordan Love, a guy that could be a rack ability, you know, from that, that short area. Um, I think Kincaid would be absolutely perfect for Green Bay. Um, Steve is commenting, could easily see a run on tight end similar to wide receiver run in Jordan Love draft. By round two, we're looking at wide receiver 13 or something. But the tight ends will probably fly off the board by our third pick, 78. So I can see that. Yeah, I can see that too, yeah. But I would, that's why, like, I, I think that's why Green Bay is pushing uh, to get uh, draft picks for the Aaron Rodgers trade this year, too. They got to have some something to fill these holes. And if we get a day two pick, I think I think we'll walk away with two, two, uh, two tight ends from this draft, at least. Oh, I could see us double dipping for sure. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. My, my I, I think we're going to double dip. So now we went through number two. I have Michael Mayer at number three. Tyler has Michael Mayer as 3A. Bryant has Darnell Washington as number three. Who is your number three? I have Luke Musgrave. Is that one of your guys? Yep. All right, let's let's hear about him. So Luke Musgrave, 6'6", 253, massive frame, tremendous top speed. He reached over 20 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl. Oh, you know what I did in a 6'6", 253, dude? <laughs> 20 miles an hour, dude. Yeah, that's not okay. Uh, so, obviously, his size is just way too much for defensive backs to handle. He has uh, very large hands. Uh, he's a very good vertical threat sort of tight end. Uh, he could uh, improve his route running ability. He's not particularly shifty. 
Um, doesn't break a lot of tackles. Uh, and he could become a better run blocker for his size. Um, and I, I will say another knock that could be against him is he didn't really have a lot of production in college, but it's mostly due to bad luck. They had the COVID shortened year. And then last year he had an injury that limited him to two games, but I, I could see him being like a second round pick for us. Okay. Um, I could see that. Uh, when I talked to Cody, uh, Cody's a, a friend of our, all of ours, and he's a fan of the show. He, watches a lot of Oregon State games where Musgrave yeah. went. And he said that he was uh, very injury-prone, didn't play in a lot of games. So that kind of scared me a little bit. But his athleticism is it, – it's unavoidable. You have to put It's intriguing. Yeah. yeah. So – For sure. Um, Steve commented. He said, uh, always felt Rodgers avoided the center of the field. Hopefully Love uses all areas of the field and uses the tight end. And to me, I would say Rodgers is a very calculated guy. And I feel like he made – 90% of his decisions where he's going to go with the ball before the snap, because that, you know, you don't run the freaking play clock down to zero every play and not be thinking about a million things. He's, he's looking in, we would see it during the game. Oh, this guy just came into the game. Well, guess I'm throwing the ball over there. <laughs> like it happened a million and one times. Right. So he definitely did that. So love does have that. Uh, Cause they were the same draft class. Love does have that. Like, um, what do you call it? Compatibility, or that's the wrong word, but with uh, Deguara. Yeah. Uh, what word are you thinking of? Not compatibility. <laughs> compatibility. Me and you are compatible. I hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember, but I'm not good with words. My education <laughs> limits me. <laughs> I hear you on that. So <laughs> let's just go to number four real quick. Chemistry, that is what you're thinking of. Chemistry, thank you. I never That's paid attention word. to science class, so no. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this number is why I'm where I am. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Brian has Luke Musgrave, who you just talked about. Okay. Um, Tyler's 3B is Luke Schoonmaker. I will discuss him right now. That is Tyler's second guy. Um, and I was reading these before, and he has good notes on a shoemaker. So he says, I'm surprised good he has them that high. I know. I, I was too. I was like, holy crap. I, mean, I like him, but he's kind of mid on mine. But um, he says, good hands is decisive, always moving forward or upfield, whatever you want to call it. I'd like to see him get some confidence in his size and throw his body around a bit in the NFL. This guy's 6'5, 251. So he's a pretty big guy. He said, in my opinion, he's just as talented as Mayer, is a tiny bit bigger and a little bit faster. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not against those notes. If you if you really, like, think about the way that he said it and what he's talking about, I'm on board with that. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I like it. Brian likes it. Simon likes it. Whoever's name. I'm reading a bunch no, of names. Brian, Brian also likes it. <laughs> Brian also likes yeah. it. Here we are. So... <laughs> Now we're going to go to number five. Number five, I have Luke Musgrave. That is also who Tyler has. Uh, Bryant has Tucker Craft. I believe that's his second guy. So why don't you read about Tucker Craft real quick? Uh, I would like to go back because I would messed like up. To go back. Uh, okay. So my number three was actually Darnell Washington. Oh. I don't know why I skipped over it when I was reading it. And then my number four was Luke Musgrave. Okay. That, all right. So, so that, that's okay. So number five. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Laporta, okay. not La, La Porta. Ah, uh, 
I just get lazy and sometimes say Laporta. But no, I, no, no, no. I, you corrected me when I wrote it, wrote it in chat. And I oh, yeah. I was watching his highlights, like, literally as you were talking about him, and I'm like, yeah, that's not how they say it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam Laporta, uh, 6'3", 245, great after the catch tight end, uh, 20 broken tackles last year and 30 in the last two years. Very good speed and athleticism, versatility to move in the slot. He had 90 snaps uh, last year and outside, 65 snaps. Oh. So you can kind of move him over, all over the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good hands, very rarely drops passes, but he has a very long way to go as a blocker, both pass and run blocking, and he's somewhat limited uh, usage due to Iowa's inept offense. Um, so I'd, I'd probably have him as a late second, early third pick. Okay. Um, so I'm just reading some comments here. Greg said, did not know Shun baby was that fast. UM certainly did not exploit that speed. I agree with that. They were definitely a run first team. Um, I mean, when you're one of the best running backs in the nation. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, any of these dozen or so tight ends could play for any team. I agree. Um, Agreed. I'm just, we're, we're just focusing on the, on the green Bay version of those teams right now. So. Kind of how I do my rankings. I don't know how everybody. Oh, I, do, I don't do it like that. I kind if of. If I did it by Green Bay rankings, there'd be a. It'd be different. I, I kind of do it a little bit by Green Bay rankings, and when we did wide receivers, we still didn't know about Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers. So the way that I did it is, I kind of did it for for both of them. Like, oh, okay, this guy would fit in with Rodgers better. This guy would fit in with Jordan Love better. I try to put myself in that GM mindset, even though I'm not even close to as smart as them, but I try. Um, so that was number five, I believe. Okay. Um, Tyler says he does his by talent, but fits with Green Bay could be a tiebreaker. So that's like, and that's going to come out when we do the mock drafts, right? And we start looking at how guys will fit in Green Bay's system. And you might see, I might pick a different tight end over another tight end. Like Laporta, I don't think would be a great fit in Green Bay. Uh, He's not going to do a lot of what, Green Bay asks tight end and wide receivers to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily move our tight ends around a lot. I think he could fit elsewhere, but like I would much rather have like a Tucker Craft or someone like that. Tucker Craft got a, I believe he got a 10 out of 10 on the RAS score. Yeah, so. he's he's a monster, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's a beast. Uh, right, I remember uh, moving on. Oh, sorry. I remember seeing that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so we are on number six, I believe. Um, Bryant has Sam Laporta. Um, Tyler has that's where he has Tucker Craft. I have Luke Schoonmaker. Who is your number six? I have Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. Okay. And so um, does Bryant. So, so does Bryant. Um, so. Oh, you have like to, to talk, talk about, about yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> So Tucker Craft, 6'5", 254, productive college career, both as a pass catcher and a blocker. He had a total of 99 receptions, uh, 1,211 yards, and nine touchdowns. Uh, He only played seven games last year but finished the season healthy. He's an athletic tight end that projects well in an offense that likes to use two tight end sets as he has the body control and catching ability to play more than just the wide tight end role. Plays faster than he looks and breaks tackles and has uh, good yak ability. His biggest knock is the limited route tree, and he gets too high on his blocks. He'll be drafted on day two of the draft and has a chance to become a tight end one relatively early in his career. 
and Bryant found him compare com, found the comparison to Pat Fryermuth intriguing. Oh, that actually. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I like Friar Yeah, I do too. I like Friar I feel like if they had a quarterback, he'd be putting up some damn numbers. Same with Deontay Johnson too. Uh, Deontay oh. Johnson's a good player. I, he didn't have a touchdown last year, did he? Yeah, just ask my fantasy football team. Yeah, I, I pick. I have him in one of my dynasty leagues. <laughs> I, like, I he's pick, so good, but that offense is so inept. I picked Friar so and Deontay Johnson in one league, and I was just dying. <laughs> and then the other league. I picked Deontay Johnson because I was like, dude, he's going to eat, right, with a young quarterback. Oh, yeah. And I picked uh, Harris, the running back Harris from them. Oof. Oh, it was a tough year in fantasy. The only reason I didn't pick Harris was because that offensive line is so putrid. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. It's young and terrible. So they're going to be drafting offensive linemen for the next 10 years <laughs> and another quarterback pretty soon because he's going to get destroyed. Um. Steve commented and said, may seem odd, but Washington appeals to me more if Big Dog was here to mentor him. I could see that. I think that is a very – he's a lot of people comp Washington to Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. He, he said – I've never heard somebody say this, but he said his comp is Mercedes Lewis. And I was like, holy crap, that is, that is amazing <laughs> to me. And I'm fine with that. Early so, year, Mercedes Lewis. Player. Yeah, I know. Uh, Greg wanted to ask you because you said something. He said, now why don't you think Laporta would not be a good fit in Green Bay? He's big, smart, and productive. I'm going to put that on there so you can read that. Uh, I, I just – he doesn't have the block. I mean, maybe he could eventually. 
I, I think it'll turn Green Bay off. Like his lack of ability to block and get out and run block. And you can't really line them up inside. Like Green Bay, there was one play last year where we had four tight ends on the field. And that would just be an absolute liability. Um, I'm not saying he can't do it. I I just think that it it would cause Green Bay to kind of shy away from him. I do like his receiving ability. I like the fact that you can move him all over the field. I just don't think that would be something Green Bay would be interested in. Hmm. That's fair. But that's just my opinion. Oh, I could be wrong. Who knows? Fair. So did I ask you your number six? Uh, I said Tucker Craft, yes. Okay, so then we are at number seven. You lead off with seven. Who is your number seven? Did you talk about Brian's six? Uh, Sam Laporta. Okay. Yep. All right, so I have Luke Schumacher. So does same, Brian. Same as Brian. Uh, Tyler, that's where he is. Sam Laporta. Uh, number seven, I have Josh Wiley. That's why that's why I put him. Um, so now let's go to number eight. Uh, that's where Tyler has Josh Wiley. Uh, Bryant has Brenton Strange. Who do you have? I also have Josh Wiley. Josh Wiley. Okay. So my number eight is Payne, Payne Durham. This is where I put him on there. And you asked why wow, he has him on his list, and I'm like, yeah, dude, he's a massive guy, right? So he's six six, two fifty three. Um, he has very very long arms. 33 and 3 eighths inches. So those long arms, those soft hands, he is an amazing red zone threat. And that is strictly one of the two reasons he's on my list. He's a red zone threat, which Love is going to need in his first year. Um, he ran a 4.840, so he's not blowing anybody out of the water, but he's still fast enough to get open. Um, also, you know, with, with his long arms, he has a huge catch radius, but he's a willing blocker. He played in the Big Ten. You have to be a willing blocker in the Big Ten. Um, he, he blocks in line and he goes down the field and there's highlights of him going down the field, blocking for other teammates down the field. So when I was thinking about this guy, I'm just thinking about him running in front of Aaron Jones, just pancaking cornerbacks. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, this could work. You're gigantic. Also, I remember the game where Purdue came to Madison. This guy was getting destroyed by our safeties. And Tyler will tell you the same thing. Safety is one of the strong suits of our defense last year. Probably the best position group in my opinion. I don't know if Tyler would agree with that part, but safety was the best position group for the Packers or the Badgers. And they're coming down and just laying this guy out, right? Just hitting him right in the back. And he's still holding on to the ball. He's a big, tough son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm a freak then with 34 inch arms. <laughs> Tyler doesn't disagree. I mean, lots of coming down. I mean, we, we had boys coming down and just smacking him. He's still gaining 15 yards at a crack, holding on to the ball. And it was all hands catch catches. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, this guy is going to get drafted in the NFL. His late-round value is so insane to me. I think this guy could be a fourth-round pick, and he could just get a ton of snaps for the Packers next year. That's my opinion on that. Um, I don't know if you feel the same about him, if you watched any of his highlights. I'm going to be honest, I did not. I looked at a couple other guys, but he didn't end up making my list. So I'd have to – I'll have to go take a look at him. Yeah. uh, Yeah, he's he's, – He's not great, but I wouldn't call him trash either. I think I think he fits into the third, fourth round value, in my opinion. So uh, as that was number eight, we were going on to number nine. Tyler's number nine looks like Brenton Strange. Um, and Brian's number nine is Josh Wiley. Who is your number nine? Sorry about that. I have Cameron Latu. Cameron Latu. Okay. Um, who is your number 10? Then read Brian's for me real quick. 
I have Zach Kuntz. Zach Kuntz. Okay. From Old Dominion. Did you... So this is actually, like, I can't remember where I, I saw it mentioned. That. I'm not trying to go off the tangent. Just, no, no, that's fine. But this dude is a monster. <laughs> 6'7", mm. 255. And he was just like, so listen to this. 93rd percentile 40, 99th percentile vertical, 92 percentile three cone, 94 percentile shuttle, 98 percentile broad jump, 74th percentile bench press, 88 percentile 10 yard split. Like, this dude is just a f- athletic freak, man. Jesus. And Greg, yes, it is the tight end from Purdue. He's just – he's humongous, man. You can't miss him. He's like one of those guys that you make walk first off the bus because he's so big. Like, he, he looks like he was born with football pads on, dude. <laughs> it was fucking huge. <laughs> um, uh, number 10 for Bryant was Will Mallory. Yep. Um, and number 10 for Tyler is – I know you can't see it, but I'm reading it for you. It is Davis Allen. Uh, my number 10 was Brenton Strange. So let me ask you, if you had to double dip, right, because you brought it up and I just thought of the question, if you had to double dip, who is the yeah. two tight ends you would take? All right, so if I had to pick one in, like, day two or day one or two, I'm taking Darnell Washington. I, it's, he's just – that dude is too good. And uh, if I had to take, like, a day three guy, I like Zach Koontz a lot. His – athleticism is intriguing to me. Okay. So, uh, well, I'm going to read Tyler's first. So, Greg asked the question, how's Payne's blocking then? Decent. He was pretty good in my opinion. And like I said, I was watching some some highlights and I was reading up on him and he's a a willing blocker and he blocks downfield for for runners. So, to me, that's intriguing. Um, Tyler answered and he said, Washington in early second, Schoonmaker in fourth. Okay. So, and I've, I've had discussions with Tyler. I mean, we talk every day almost. And I think Tyler wants to go wide receiver in the first round. So for him to say wide receiver and then tight end, I'm assuming he's fitting safety in the third and then another tight end in the fourth. I mean, that is, you're setting up Jordan Love. So, so um, I think, I think that's what would be probably best. I'm not saying Green Bay will do it because, Whoever you think they're going to take, they're not going to. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's just the, know. That's the way it works. I know. Um, so, I, but it would be great to see them in the first three rounds grab a wide receiver and a tight end for yeah. Jordan Love. It would, be, would be great to see it. That would yes. be my preferred. Um, so, if I had to pick two. So, in my scenario, I'm going to say Darnell Washington is gone. I'm going to say Darnell Washington okay. and Mayer are gone. So if I'm if if I have the ability to, to in the second round to take Kincaid, I would take Kincaid, and then I'm not gonna lie, I'm a really big Payne Durham guy. I really think that he has late round value in the third or fourth round. He's humongous. He could be a really really good red zone tight end. I th- I think he could be like the white Bubba Franks dude. And oh, there's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with being the white Bubba Franks man, <laughs> the king of the one yard touchdown, right? I think he could. I think he could work wonders, in my opinion. In that, I'm fine with that. So Steve said, "I've read that our cap issues will persist for a couple of years." With that being said, yeah. I think it's possible we load up on cheap rookies, New York Jets picks, and trade backs. A good idea, in my opinion. Love Coons as a development guy in the double yeah. up inside the top four rounds. I'm okay with that. 
So Greg commented and said, dual pick, Darnell Washington, and best pass catcher in crowd. Hmm. So you want Kincaid and Washington? I would, hey, imagine second, third <laughs> round, we go Kincaid and Washington. Just imagine. I don't, imagine. I don't think that's going to that, – I don't think that will. That If that happened, I would fucking lose my mind. Thank I think that would be amazing. So last year we go double – Georgia Bulldogs this year we go double tight ends, man. Yeah, right? man. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. That would that would be something. So as we're still sitting here, I'm gonna remind you guys that next week will be our fifth installment of the NFL draft series 2023. Uh, we'll be doing edge rushers and defensive linemen. And then the 21st, the following Friday, we are going to be live streaming the first round. And the second and third round, so we'll be on back to back days. Well, we'll be on three times yeah. that day. Tyler and I will. So and we have the we have the uh, next installment. We had edge rushers and D line, and then we yep. have our mock draft the week after, and then we oh, have yeah. the and then we have the live streaming. I yes. forgot. I forgot. I'm just excited for the live streaming. To be yeah, honest, I am too, man. Last year because- was fun. That was so much – yeah, it was so much fun, like, reading the comments and, like, reacting live and, like, people see my stupid face. And I was I'm like, what the hell is that pick? And, like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense, you know. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch the first draft without Aaron Rodgers, man. There's going to be a lot of anxiety. Uh, <laughs> red stripe. I don't – I'll never no, forget Oh, my that. God, I forgot about the red stripe. I will never forget that. <laughs> So who was that? What was the prospect? I forget who it was. It was uh, he went to the Eagles. Went to the Eagles. He played Jordan Davis. There it is. Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn man, he got a sponsorship after that. that. So that was fun. Steve did a projection, and we do our projections for the Packers uh, right before the season. I believe we have that date planned out as well, but we'll tell you later. But Steve said projections for Deguara. Would love to see 45 catches, just needs to stay healthy. What do you say about that? I think he was healthy this whole last year. It's just, I mean, they primarily used him as like an H-back, get him out in space and take out the first guy you see in the run game. I don't know. How many catches did he have last year? Couldn't have been that like 12, 13. Dude, it wasn't a lot. I know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Hold on one second. I'll look it up. You're going to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 13 catches. That was close. Oh my god, he had 13. You said 12. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so let's see the Bucks. It'll be uh, interesting to see how Green Bay utilizes him, though, especially if we take a couple tight ends in the draft and they're just not gonna be ready to play that position. So you're sticking Deguar in there. Oh, it'll be really interesting to see our formations and how they roll out guys. I that's gonna be it's gonna be weird, man. I gotta be honest, man. I have absolutely zero idea what kind of offense we are going to be running this year. I, I have I have nothing going on up here right now for, like, thoughts on, like, what they're going to do to make Jordan Love successful because with Rodgers, you're like, all right, LaFleur is going to say something. Rodgers is going to say the other thing. They're going to meet somewhere in the middle but more on Aaron Rodgers' side, right, because that's just how it's been the last couple of years with LaFleur. So yeah, he, is a, he is a LaFleur guy. Um, I just – I think that's why people are so excited because they, that's why I'm excited. The un- oh yeah, the unknown. The unknown definitely makes everything exciting. I'm not gonna lie; it makes me a little scared, man. I'm excited. Yeah, not I'm not so for excited. not for bad reasons, but 
for the reasons of we've seen how our our fan base reacts to certain things. That's yeah. that's what it makes me scared of. And I, I don't. I, think, I don't know. I don't want Jordan Love to just get ran off, ran away from Green Bay. But he he obviously has been dealing with the the media with Aaron Rodgers the last how many years, right? So he's got some pretty thick skin, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think once we get around to like doing our projections and talking about the upcoming season, we'll get more into like setting expectations for the fan base. Cause I, I think that is a huge thing that I don't know. I see it. Obviously I see it a lot more with the Packers fan base cause I'm a Packers fan, mm-hmm. but the, the way some people react to things just blows my mind. Like if, if Jordan love goes out there and has like a mediocre or less season, mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be wild times on Packers Twitter. <laughs> well, then you're gonna have, you know, our opponents, you know, foaming at the mouth, just waiting. one hundred percent. Just being like, oh, this is what it's like when you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback play. Like, dude, shut up, bro. Like, you're from Chicago. You never seen that shit in your life. Like, why are you talking <laughs> to me right now? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but that that is some that is the cool thing about sports though too is like, regardless of who you have on your team or whatever, every season's exciting because you don't exactly know what's gonna happen. This might make me sound like a bad Packers fan, and I'm saying it on live camera, and I do not care. Part of me kind of hopes that we lose more than we win, so we can get some cheap Packer tickets, dude. Duh. Not gonna lie to you. Not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I'll be a little selfish about that. We'll take a down year. We'll load up on some draft picks, and then we'll be back in 2024. But I still – obviously, I still want us to win deep down. Like, I'm not going to cheer for us to lose or anything like that. But, you know, I'm just trying to stay optimistic if we do lose. Like, oh, okay, well, $99 go to a uh, Packers game. Now, yeah, now you can go to a Packers game for – And $300, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I still – I'll come play. down for a Packers game if it starts getting cheap. Shit. I, I went to three last year, man. I went to – Two or three the year before. I mean, I've been getting lucky with people that I've met who have season tickets and stuff. But Hell yeah, I mean, That's but man, if they're cheap enough, I could just buy them myself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's read what Steve said. Steve has a couple comments in here. He said, "I really think the floor for the Packers' offense is still pretty high. Not trying to hate on twelve, but how much worse could could Love be in the red zone? Putrid last year. Yeah, we were." Yeah, I, I think it's like basically when they cross the 50, like they got that was like I remember like four or five times we got in the like field goal range and yeah. Rodgers took a sack and it just I mean, it is what it is. Right. But like, yeah. but it, I, I, am, I will say I'm excited for Jordan Love. I, I think just from what you've seen of him, you can tell he's gotten better. <laughs> Tyler commented on there and said that was Brian's favorite play when Rodgers would take a sack. <laughs> Bryant would lose it every time. <laughs> so um, Steve was laughing at my comment. Uh, Greg said, I found it interesting how Herbig has gotten absolutely no love at all. His combine was poor too. Who? Could he transition outside linebacker? Got the speed. I don't know. I'm going to uh, uh, Herbig. Nick Herbig from the Badgers. Oh. I'll uh, I'll definitely be looking into him. Obviously, I'm a little. I still got that Wisconsin love, and I'll be a little bit of homer with him. So he'll probably definitely make my list. Even who's if your like, who's your homer Wisconsin pick right now? There's always one. Well, I mean, I was kind of homer with with Joe Titman. Let's be honest, dude. Okay, I mean, that's true. Yeah. But 
We'll see. We'll see where where Nick Nick Herbig ends up. Don't you guys have a defensive lineman? Yep, Keanu yeah. Benton, dude, and yeah. he's a he's a freaking force. Yeah. He'll definitely he'll definitely make my list too. He'll probably be in the top five. Um, Steve also said, just be average in red zone, and it's a world of difference. Hundred uh, percent. He said Herbig is too small for the edge, and Tyler called Keanu Benton baby Kenny. Ooh, I'm down for that. Okay. Um, and Tyler also pointed out that uh, myself and him saw Rogers last game as a Packer. Uh, it was obviously sad leaving the stadium that night. That last game for Rogers was my stepson's first ever Packer game. I told, I said, I said, Hey, either way, if we win or lose, you saw history, right? Like you either saw us like make the playoffs on an incredible run when we had really tiny playoff odds or you, Saw Rogers last game, so he doesn't really care. He's a Patriots fan, and now, now hearing the rumors of uh, Rogers maybe going to the Patriots, he got very excited and he laughed in my face. And I said, "That's it. You're grounded for a month." <laughs> he <laughs> and he didn't agree. He said, "You can't ground me. Mom grounds me." I said, "That's it. I'm grounding your mom for a month, and then you're all grounded for a month. So screw that." Um, what? What? Uh, do, you, do you think that's all smoke and shit? About like the 49ers and the Patriots? I think the Patriots actually called because I think Bill is always active. I really do. Yeah, sure. The 49ers, I think that could also be potentially true because look at how talented that team is. And they've been to a Super Bowl uh, recent recent history. They've been to a couple, you know, in the last, you know, 12, 11, 12 years now. So they haven't won any. But the quarterback play that they got last year, in that NFC Championship game was honestly embarrassing for the. I NFL. mean, that was just the unluckiest shit ever. In the first know, quarter, you I lose. Know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not blaming it on them, but having Johnson go in there and just act, get absolutely walloped by the Eagles defense in yeah. Philly that was embarrassing to watch, dude. That was hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so you put an Aaron Rodgers in that offense where he he has all those playmakers around him, a good offensive line, and a defense that's going to hold people to you know, two, maybe three touchdowns every game, and Rodgers has that pressure off him. Yeah. And I feel like to be a, a coach of Rodgers, it's going to sound a little weird, but I think you have to have a set of fucking cojones, dude. And yeah. Shanahan definitely has a goddamn set of cojones because he grew up in an NFL locker room his entire life, so he understands how to manage personalities. I mean, look at George Kittle. That's just example number one. Debo Samuel, you know, I mean – Trenton Williams. I mean, there's just a number of guys, right? Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. He can understand how to how to talk to star players. So yeah. I think that he would absolutely be – that 49ers team might lose one game with Aaron Rodgers. I can see that. I'm not even shitting you. <laughs> <laughs> he could be horrible in the red zone because if he throws one bad pass, they're handing that motherfucker off three times. Because Shanahan's not going to play with that, man. They would destroy. That would be unfair. It would be unfair. And then we would sit over here, watch Jordan Love throw, you know, probably 25 to 28 touchdowns. We're winning six, seven, maybe eight games. And we're going to be like, damn, man, that's what Rodgers looks like with a top five defense, huh? <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. I do not want him to go to San Francisco. That would have been my worst would... nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends on what they give up. 
But oh. it'd, be, it'd be tough to watch him fucking win with San Francisco. I'd fucking that would be horrible, sad. dude. Imagine him going 0 4 versus them in our jersey, and then he goes over there in his first year and wins the Super Bowl. Oh, and they would absolutely win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they'd have a really if, good if, shot. if they stay healthy. If they stay healthy, I'll say. I think the Jets have almost that sort of team. I mean, they have a lot of really good playmakers. That defense is now nah, Quinn Williams. Just, God, he's a beast, man. I, I went back and I watched that game versus us last year. Dude, he was owning. <laughs> yeah, he he killed us for 60 minutes, man. That guy was all over the place. He almost won that game by himself with yeah. all the pressure, man. Yeah. Um, is that the game we started Newman on right guard? What's that? Did we yeah, start Newman that was, right? Yeah, oh my yeah. God. He was getting ragged all, yeah. all game, dude. All game. Him and uh, Myers were both getting wrecked the whole game. So Steve wa- wanted to ask. Um, oh, God. Uh, Steve, <laughs> I'll get to yours in a second, Greg. He said, what's best case scenario for Rodgers with Jets? Record-wise. I mean, I think they could win. I think they could win the Super Bowl. I think Damn. it's a very, a very good possibility. Damn. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I don't. Maybe my Miami has a pretty good chance. I'm not really high on Buffalo after last year. The AFC I feel like they lost nuts. a lot of. The AFC is nuts, but I would, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they could. I said, I still think they could go to the Super Bowl. They just have a lot of really young talent hmm. i mean it'd be it'd be hard right you have the chiefs and you have the Bengals. um you know who else the chargers buffalo they have a yeah they have a lot of good teams but that team that team's That's pretty hard. pretty solid that team is pretty- i mean really it's because of fucking wilson the dude sucks yeah, he's horrible bro he's absolutely <laughs> terrible horrible. dude so yeah, I mean, I was just going to bring that up, Steve. Oh, record-wise? Oh, I didn't see the first part. Uh, yeah. I could see them winning like 12, 13 games. I could see them winning 13. I could see that too. I mean, they're playing the dumpster fire of the AFC too because they were last in the division, I think. Who, the Jets? Yeah, they were, right? No, the Patriots were behind them, weren't they? Or they end up, No, they ended up behind the Patriots, didn't they? I don't remember. I can't yeah, remember. They were identical. Yeah. So Steve brought up um, even Denver, and I was going to say Denver might be better with uh, better coaching as well. well they have a uh, yeah. That, that was, defense. That's a team that I'm kind of. I'm gonna be honest. I think Sean Payton's overrated. I think really? he's one. Of, yeah, I think he's a coach that thinks he's smarter than he is. Well, I I'll be honest. I never really cared for him. Just whatever kind of coach to me, I never. Really I, it'll be interesting five. to see if he can revive uh, Wilson. Russell Wilson. I never have him as like top five, even when they won the Super Bowl. But I still always like. You don't just hang around in the NFL for that long and not be good, you know. There's a there's a lot of good coaches in and I mean, look at uh, look at Peterson. Peterson gets freaking canned in in Philly. Goes to Jacksonville and absolutely revitalizes Jacksonville, right? Brings them to the playoffs. So there's a lot of good coaches. So I would say that he's still pretty good, but I never. The the Jets were last last year. Uh, They were seven and 10. New England was eight and nine. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Steve said, 
<laughs> he said Peyton smoke fella. And then he said, okay, worst case for Jets record-wise. What's the worst case for them? Uh, Rodgers gets hurt because he's old. And then what's-his-name takes over? Uh, Wilson takes over, and they go win another seven, six, seven games. I mean, the team around him is still good. Yeah. Like, Garrett Wilson's good. Uh, Lazard's a good number two, in my opinion. Um. Uh, Brees Hall will be coming back from ACL. That offensive line, I think they're going to get a couple pieces in the draft. That mm-hmm. defense is still good, top to bottom. I think they could, even without Rodgers, I think they'll win like seven or eight games just yeah. off of that alone. Yeah, just because of their defense. And they can run, if, if Brees Hall stays healthy, they can run the ball and just shorten the game out. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, that, that team is pretty. Rodgers stays healthy, I, I think minimum 10 games. Yeah, that'll uh <laughs> I am I'll tell you what, last year going going into the twenty twenty two, I was like, damn it, man, we're gonna see so many freaking Devontae games, we're gonna see so many freaking Devontae highlights, it's gonna hurt every freaking time, right? Cause I thought him and Derek Carr were just gonna go nuts together. I thought I thought the Raiders were gonna win that division. I really? thought the Raiders and Den- I thought the Raiders and Denver were gonna fight for that division. I was really high on Denver, dude. I love their defense. I love their playmakers. I said, if Russell Wilson is just a little above average, that team is fucking loaded. And if he, he would have been a little above average, <laughs> it, it, I never God. was on the Chargers. Neither was on the Chiefs and Chargers. I was the Chargers do this all the time. They're like the Vikings of the AFC West. Crazy <laughs> rosters never, never show anything. Never anything. Didn't they? Uh, they just hired Kellen Moore. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's he's good. Uh, he's on the Chargers. Yeah, that's a good hire. It'll be really good with Herbert, but it'll be interesting. It, I want to know what's going to happen with Eckler. Yeah, that'll be that'll be some. Steve said, "Taste of the green numbers." So the point I'm trying to get at, I guess, is I've loved Rogers for so freaking long, man, and it it's going to hurt so bad when I watch him on on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night yeah. Football. Throwing touchdowns, being the charismatic Aaron Rodgers that I love, doing the fist pump with the right and jumping with the left in the air, and I'm gonna be like, "It's my quarterback, you fuckers!" Like, I never loved Rodgers like that because I came into his career late, you know, because I was born in '92. So, really, when I first started remembering football, it was like what 2001, 2002. So I only had a couple years of Favre, right? But Rogers, I watched his entire career, and yeah, I mean, I missed your guys' uh, show with uh, with uh, Paul Brettel, right? Yeah, yeah, I like Paul Brettel. He he puts out some good stuff, but dude, I missed Paul's that show. Dude. Yeah, he's a super smart guy, uh, but I missed that show and talking about Rogers and stuff. Do the same. Like I was born in '91, so I caught the tail end of Rogers' or excuse me, Far's career, and um, when I. For when I left high school was when uh, Rogers started, basically, and so I basically caught his whole career. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different. <laughs> I don't know how Bear fans do it. Like, how do you change quarterbacks every three? Well, years? <laughs> well I mean, when, if if you know every three years you're getting a new guy, you just don't get attached, right? Yeah, yeah I guess so. But <laughs> we, we had 15 freaking years of really really good quarterback play from just Rodgers right and then 
you know, obviously the years with Favre, I'm not discrediting him, but I never saw the MVP Favre. So I don't I think, have that love for him. I think that's kind of why, you know, I've been on – I wouldn't say I've been on, like, a lo- the love train or whatever, but, like, at least give the dude a shot. I'm so tired of seeing people bash Jordan Love. Like that, no that, that, Huh? For no reason. Yeah, it's it's wild to me. The dude hasn't played one snap. All they do is look at his college stuff. And I God it, it's so it's so annoying because I do remember like the swap and you start thinking about like how people were like booing Aaron Rodgers in training camp and stuff. And you're just like, How are that guy's playing for the team that you root for? How are you it's not his fault? Away? Yeah, he he wasn't love didn't decide to get drafted by the Packers. The Packers made that decision, and you can argue whether Gutekunst was right or wrong during the time. But I mean, you can at least cheer the kid on when he, you know, when he starts, and he's still right. only twenty-four. No, I know. He's Isn't that wild? Like some of the yeah. QBs coming out of this draft are older than him. I know. Well, Stetson Bennett's like forty-five years old. <laughs> Henry yeah, Hunter's Steve. older than him. Steve, I've heard that so many times, man. I mean. I'm very thankful. I'll read your comment in a second. I'm just going to respond to it real quick. But, like, I'm very thankful to have my dad in my life. My dad taught me everything I know about sports. And I ask him about those times, those struggle times, and he tells me what it was like, man. And, you know, you just remain loyal. But the way I respond to that is, you know, I'm a Bucks fan. I remember 2013. I remember when we were going 40 and 42, sneaking into the playoffs as the eighth seed and just getting absolutely pounded in the first round. Why did we why did we fight so hard to get to to get to the the playoffs? We we're under 500 just to get swept. Like I I never understood the point of that. So I do know what it's like to struggle as a fan, just not as a Packers fan, I'll say that. But Steve said, "You young guys don't know the struggle. As a Packers fan growing up in the 70s and 80s, <laughs> Packers Nation was excited over Don Mikowski because QBs between him and Lynn Dickey sucked. Saveourbucks.com." <laughs> Man, I, I remember, man, um, I remember when the Brewers had the worst record in baseball. I went to a lot of games that year. Went to a lot of Bucks games in 2013. Did they play yesterday? No, nah, they didn't play yesterday. They're playing right now, but they're resting everybody. So we're getting killed by Memphis, who's still trying Oof. to play for season. No, 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 not the Bucks, the, the Brewers. No, the Brewers had off yesterday, too. The Brewers okay. play, they play like freaking like, 15 days straight or something like that, or 13 I'm going to say, are they still 5-1? and one? They are. Yeah. They are up 3-0 right now. I was checking. <laughs> Tyler said, I remember winning 15 games in a season with Ruben Patterson as our best player. Oh, yeah. In 2023, we had a win streak longer than our win total from that entire season. Dude, isn't that nuts? I remember Ruben Patterson, bro, was a 6-6 power forward. We're number 23. And whenever he would score, they would play, balling! <laughs> I'll never forget that as a little kid, man. The struggle is essential, um, though. It makes us appreciate the good times. It really does, man. And we're trying to look at it true. from that perspective. We definitely try to be more optimistic and look at the bright side of things, even with losses. It's It was tough this year, you know, looking at optimism in a lot of ways. But like I've said before, like Tyler said, Simon said, Brian said, we all said it. Um, if you just take a step back, you know, take five minutes. It doesn't have to be a whole day or whatever. You just take a step back real quick, take a deep breath you'll be able to appreciate the good things that the players did in the game. So Shoot, even when we're on a five-game skid, we're still saying, <laughs> hey, we can make the playoffs. We can make the playoffs. And lo and behold, it came down to the last game of the season. Obviously, you know it didn't what? go the way anyone wanted it to, but 
I mean, the defense started looking better. The offense started looking a little better. Special teams, Nixon. You know, there's yeah. some good times. So, ah, man, word association. You just gave brought up a good argument. So, did you see that stuff on social media about uh, four by one hundred relay teams in the NFL? Oh yeah, yeah. Who would your four by one hundred Packers relay team be? Uh, healthy. Yeah, healthy, healthy. Okay, Stokes, uh, Watson. Who else is like super fast on our team? Gotta be Nixon, dude. Yeah, I'll probably throw him in there. What's up, Greg? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Steve, my dad. Rudy Ford fast? Who? Rudy Ford? Okay, I'll tell you mine, then you can you can decide if it's good or not. So I have I have Nixon, I have Watson, I have Savage and Stokes. All right, Savage is pretty fast too. Savage in the open field. Yeah. Move. Oh, Tyler has Melton, where I have Savage. Oh, yeah, I heard he's really fast. Oh, Melton's pretty fast. Yeah. Damn, I didn't think about him. I thought of Savage, so I was like, I don't really feel Savage is pretty pretty quick, man. So I, uh, since our wide receiver core is pretty thin, I, I heard a lot of, like, clamoring for him, like Melton, to be kind of, like, in our offense. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Just from, like, stuff I'm reading and hearing from guys. Whatever, man. We're we're gonna be. So in the I, I mean, I'm not saying like he's a for sure, but true. Oh, Steve said, but wasn't it wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker, running back? Okay, well, if that's the case, so wide receiver Watson. Oh, if that's the case, and then Stokes. Yeah, linebacker yep. we're Quay Walker. He's our yep. fastest. Quay 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 was fast last year, I think. Like pretty he fast. Can move. Yeah. And then running back, we're obviously putting Aaron Jones. I feel like our team's pretty damn fast. Yeah. <laughs> we got some speed at all those positions. Um, we could definitely use a little bit more speed on the yeah, well, uh Quay ran a four five nine. That's pretty good for a running back. Oh, linebacker, but yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh linebacker, excuse me. That's pretty fast, man, for yeah. a linebacker for his size too, man. So well, anyways, I think that was a. That was a successful episode. I think uh, yeah. Simon Simon carried the weight this episode, keeping me no. in line. No. Um, I appreciate Tyler helping out in the back room there. I appreciate everybody commenting along. Uh, next week, remember, we are doing edge and defensive linemen. So look forward to that next Friday at 8. Tyler and I will be back on Wednesday to discuss the Brewers winning uh, against the Cardinals because fuck St. Louis and <laughs> the Bucks losing the last couple of games because we don't give a shit. Uh, hey, are you more excited for the line, uh, the edge guys, or the defensive linemen? Just based on Ooh. what you know now. Ooh. That's tough. I'll say edge. I'll say edge. Yeah, I'm excited for the edge guys. I think there's some really good guys. I think I think edge is our bigger need, which is why I'm more yeah. excited to scout uh, that. D line, we still need help, but I, man, I really think I think it's help. pretty close. Only because, and I only say edge because Preston Smith is like a thousand in football years, and Gary's coming off an injury. So that's true. That's you think we need D line more than edge? I I think it's pretty close, man. I mean, we have Kenny in a first round pick on the D line. Yeah, but it's hard because we don't know what Wyatt is. Yeah, that's fair. And Slayton looked pretty good at times. I mean, yeah, that's true. And we have, what, Ford and the other Slayton? Yeah. 
the Slaytons are coming along, but we need depth. Yeah, I agree with that. We we need depth in a lot of places, so maybe trading back is the way to go. But we are definitely going to have some fun with those pieces, mock drafts, man. dude. I'm, I'm have excited. Have I'm excited fun. for the mock drafts. I think we're all going to take turns doing our own, then we'll like collectively like mix it up. Like me Okay, me. I was going to ask uh, – I was going to see if Tyler could come in after and tell me yeah. how that's going to go. I think we'll all just collectively do one, then we'll like mix it up, like randomize or like Tyler and you do one, I do okay. one with Bryant, you do one with Bryant. Like I think we'll just we'll just shoot the shit, have some fun, man. I mean, and I agree, Greg, one D tackle, one edge minimum. Yeah, that, I think mm-hmm. th- I feel the same way about tight end and safety. So <laughs> who the hell knows, right? Gunakus is gonna draft another quarterback, right? <laughs> we need a kicker and a QB too. Yeah, we do. So I don't know. We'll see what's going on, but I will uh, see you guys later. Have a good night. Go Pack Go. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.